Welcome everybody. Here we are recapping this weekend. We're back, guys. How are you? Doing well. Good. good. Yeah, I'm good. glad. Good to have you back, Matt. We good missed you back. this weekend. Your team did great, but yeah, they did. I always miss seeing you. But uh, yeah. great job by the team when, as you were off on vacation. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's it. There's a. They did a good job. Yeah, that's and a I good had a great thing. vacation. I'm glad. <laughs> We, uh, we were able to kick back into our ID series after a one-week break mm -hmm. because you and your wife were gone the previous week. We were. And uh, took, a, took a nice little uh, extended weekend, if you will, uh, and uh, hopefully enjoyed your time away as well. I think everybody thought I was sick because the week before I had a coughing fit during the sermon, oh, yeah. and then I was gone. So several people said, are you okay? I know you were out again this week, but no. Still a little cough. but Didn't, uh, Well, that cough hangs on. It can do that. It's okay. But I had a good time away, too. Well, good. Well, good. We were able to kick back into the ID series. Back to business. Back to, I'm tired of hearing about your personal trips because I haven't gone on one, all right? <laughs> but uh, we did jump back into our ID series. And, man, this has been a, uh, man, this has been a great series. It really has. Um, uh, I know it has the opportunity there to... Uh, to be sensitive as well, and, and sure. I think you've done an incredible job of, of handling that as well, mm -hmm. but uh, doing a great job of coming at it, not from an opinion or how we view it, but really what Scripture teaches. And so uh, I, think it's been, I think it's been incredible, and this week was another uh, incredible weekend as well as we jumped into Genesis and took a look at, uh, at uh, you know, uh, two twin boys uh, that were born. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the struggles that, that this series touches on are very deeply felt. And they go way back. They're really deep and uh, wrapped up in a lot of pain a lot of times. So when you start pushing on these things, you touch people at a pain point, and it's so easy for them to operate out of hurt and offense and uh, all that. And then these issues, too, have become so politicized. You sure. Know, everything's becoming politicized, it seems, in our day, and these issues haven't escaped that either. So uh, it's just a... It's rife with a opportunity to kind of hurt people's feelings, but uh, the response has been overwhelmingly positive and appreciative, even from some people who've acknowledged they struggle with these things sure. and have struggled with these things. The response has been uh, overwhelmingly positive, and and even the uh, few uh, negative responses we've had have been very respectful. You sure, know, we've not had um, uh, just. Uh, a lot of disrespect or anything. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. I love to hear from uh, both sides on any argument, you know, and both sides. I love to hear from people who don't agree because you learn a lot from people like that. So Absolutely. Had a bit of that, but it's all been <clears throat> respectful and been a good conversation. That's so, great. Yeah. That's great. Um, this week <clears throat> we, uh, we kind of jumped into and tackled uh, the story there mm -hmm. of how uh, Esau and Jacob, who would later on have his name changed to Israel, mm -hmm. uh, how they uh, were introduced into the into the world and uh, the circumstances surrounding surrounding their birth. And uh, one of the things that you that you pointed out there for us is that their identity was already uh, known while they were in uh, their mother's womb. And man, there are so many different directions that we could that we could go on that. Uh, I think you know part of it is is that we get a chance to once again once again reaffirm that that life happens uh, at uh, at conception. Uh, there we are uh, 
uh, we, we are unapologetic uh, about about that stance and, and make that and make that stand for life. But I thought it was I thought it was really interesting, and I, and I told you after after the weekend that this was my favorite message so far uh, in this series. I just thought it was incredible how you were able to take a look at that and say, hey, you know what? Their identity was already developed while they were known in their mother's womb, and use some different scriptures to to back that up. I mean, I just thought that that was such a powerful component there to, to get us started off in a foundational basis for this week. It is powerful, you know. And in fact, God, you know, told Jeremiah before you were in the womb, so mm -hmm. he push you back before that. His destiny was known by God. So think about that. That means that uh, God knows about our grandchildren. He knows who they are. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that was specific to Jeremiah. I guess it could be argued. But uh, God's not a respecter of persons. <clears throat> he knows our grandchildren and what he's called them to do. He knows their names. He knows their identities. And the thing with Esau and uh, his brother Israel in the womb is their, uh, their destinies were there. And the fight that was going to happen between them was already mm -hmm. happening when they were in their mom's womb. So, yeah, identities are formed in the womb or they're before we're in the womb. Yeah. That's good. Um, it's crazy to think. I mean, if you think back <coughs> to, to Abraham, I'm like, it's the covenants there before Isaac and Israel. And, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it. I think God had that plan laid out, you know? So I think that identity was there long before, long before, which is crazy to think about. And then the psalmist, I used the psalm where the psalmist said, you formed all my delicate parts mm -hmm. in the womb. Mm -hmm. Everything about my body, you put it together, you knit it together, and you didn't make a mistake. You know, none of us are a mistake, you know? None of us. Yeah. People may ask, you know, dive into a thing. What about children who are born with issues and children who are born with uh, birth defects or something sure. like that? You know, it's probably a terrible word uh, to use. We do live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in a fallen world, and everything that happens in this world is not according to God's original plan and God's original intent. Our own rebellion steer things away from that. Even with that said, no child's a mistake. Even a child born with a defect or a disease or something like that, they're to be loved and cherished and encouraged and uh, cared for as children of God. You know, there have been some societies and some cultures in the world who see children born uh, with uh, issues as defective mm -hmm. and able to be tossed away. God would say otherwise, you know. I think that's such a, a powerful thing for us to to keep in mind is that all life is valuable. Um, certainly, regardless. Is. Uh, certainly is. Regardless of what it may look like, or they may act like, or anything like that, or or what's going on in them, and every every life is valuable. Um, one of the other things that you that you pulled out for us is the fact of how different uh, Esau uh, and Jacob are, and that you know diversity is to be celebrated. Uh, there, it wasn't. It, it isn't something to uh, to run away from. But man, that, mm -hmm. that way we can celebrate diversity. And I don't know that we that we do a great job uh, of that. I think when we hear it, we we like to celebrate it. But I don't think on a day to day basis that we are really good at celebrating the differences uh, that are there as well. We're not. God made this beautiful world to be so different. So many different things. We can look out this window right now and see uh, probably fifty different kinds of trees mm -hmm. and. 
There are animals everywhere and just look about and God made everything perfect in its own way. And He makes humans to be very diverse. And one of the things we've done, we said it Sunday, <clears throat> we've created these cultural gender stereotypes on men and women. And we've made them so narrow that very few people can actually fit them, mm -hmm. you know? And um, that really causes problems for kids growing up. Yep. It really does. They're labeled as defective and different. And they start to internalize that and it becomes a real identity struggle for them. Sure. You know, it varies, I guess, from culture to culture, but <coughs> here where we live, some have a very narrow gender stereotype of guys that they have to like to go out and hunt and camp and stay outdoors and wear flannel and and all that's great. You know, guys do that and that's to be celebrated as well. Sure. Some kids like Jacob would rather stay inside and read books, you know, would rather learn. Some Some kids are very creative and artistic, you know. I see it happening a lot to really creative and artistic young men, you know, and they're, they don't like maybe to play sports, but they have this powerful creativity and this artistic side, you know, and there's people that, that tell them, oh, you're, they get called it, you know, you're gay. You know, mm -hmm. when I was a kid, people would call you that as a, as a slander, yeah. you know, it's old. Yeah. and a lot of kids, I saw it growing up, a lot of young men who were, had a creative bent, they were called names like that and labeled and it was meant as a term of derision, and I don't think, uh, I guess that doesn't happen today like it used to, maybe it does in some circles. Uh, but um, those kids were labeled and, and it messed with their identities just because they didn't fit in. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you're, when you're a kid, I think you, about the time you hit middle school, I remember that, <clears throat> it's probably earlier now, most things are, but uh, I remember hitting middle school and elementary schools like everybody knows everybody and everybody loves everybody by the time you hit sixth grade you start realizing hey there are groups here <laughs> right there are groups here there's yeah. a hierarchy here yeah. you know there's the popular kids and the jocks and the nerds and the outcasts and the you know there's all kind of different groups you know and you start realizing that and you desperately want to fit into one well, and I so often we don't celebrate the differences and sometimes it's where we can find our identity is the group that we, uh, the group that we connect with, and, and you know, and that's kind of been one of the things that we've pushed back on in this entire series mm -hmm. is not to allow our identity to be determined by anything else other than who Jesus Christ says that we are. Mm -hmm. um, but especially in that middle school range, is that we do tend to uh, look and try to find our identity with the people that we connect with, with the people that are <coughs> like us or uh, that uh, what that will accept us. It's okay to have affinity, I think, with certain groups, you mm -hmm. know, with uh, you're going to get that the, the folks who are very athletic are going to kind of group together sure. just by nature. The creatives are going to kind of group together. You know, you had all kinds of groups. The nerds are going to try their best to connect with each other, and I say that <laughs> as one, so I can say that, I guess. Um, it's okay for that to take place. Our identities have to come from God. Right. Our identities need to come from Jesus Christ. And I, I think it's important that we recognize that and not take them from other things. Mm -hmm. You know, I do believe this, and this is very hard for some people in our culture to accept, but I do believe when God put us together and we came out of the womb, we, he gave us a gender, mm -hmm. and it, it is a biological fact. And uh, I don't say that to combat anyone or shame or hurt anyone. I know that is hurtful to people that struggle with this many times and I, I don't intend to be hurtful, but I do believe that is a fact. If you 
if you have reproductive organs pertaining to a gender, you know, that's, that's gender that you are. And, uh, but the culture would like to come in and say you're not that. And what I've tried to say in this message is just because you don't fit everyone's gender stereotype does not mean that you're not a man or yep. you're not a woman in any way. Yep. Well, I love the way that you put, I mean, you said different is not defective, I mm -hmm. think. It's, yeah. And yeah. it doesn't make you less than in some way that you feel different than the groups that you see. I mean, I even look here, my guess is as we grew up and we were probably all three different types of kids and guys. I was the creative one that enjoyed being inside while my brother was outside and you were the one that liked books apparently and would call yourself a nerd. <laughs> I'm not calling him I a nerd. Said, I'm not. I said he called, <laughs> he called himself, himself a, nerd. a nerd. I didn't say that. <laughs> I've, I imagine you as one that was into sports a lot. I mean. Yeah. And then we all found our identity in, in Christ, and he brought those three people together to do something pretty cool, I think. So I, That's I think a lot easier said than accomplished. Right, yeah, yeah. Because we all had to go through some Yeah, there was stuff a lot of stuff that happened that in between then. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think it just speaks to that, like, I think different is a powerful thing. Yes. Like it doesn't work without different, in my opinion. Well, if you want to talk about this team, uh, we've got an incredible team at Upward of men and women, and they're all different. We all come from crazy different backgrounds and different affinities, different things we like, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, we work together so well because one will be strong in the area that one, the other one is weak, and it takes everybody. It really does. It takes this team to make it happen, and that diversity really is a great thing for us. Absolutely. We, um, as as we kind of got towards the end of the message, one of the things that you uh, that you were able to do is, uh, is you kind of stepped out there and you really spoke to parents uh, mm -hmm. for a few moments uh, about, hey, if you ever find yourself in a position to where your child comes to you and says that they're confused and. Uh, <laughs> A lot of parents are going to experience uh, that just from the simple nature of uh, your kids growing up and uh, puberty hitting and different things like that and the different mixed messages that, that come out there. Um, but I thought you gave some real practical advice from, you know, from Scripture, not just, not just good thoughts or anything like that, but biblically-based wisdom there. <coughs> hey, you know, don't panic. Um, and, 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 you know, just obviously I know what we're talking about here, but just in general, <laughs> that's probably some great, uh, uh, some great things to keep in mind there from a parenting perspective of don't panic when your kid comes and tells you something that you don't, uh, that you don't expect or you don't uh, necessarily agree with or anything like that. Don't panic. Um, try right. To, trying to practice some of that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good advice no matter what the struggle. If you're right. teenagers yeah. or growing teenagers, yes. yeah, don't panic is good. When you, when you, bring your anxiety into it, you create anxiety for them, mm -hmm. and you make it a bigger issue often than it is. Yep. Uh, I think it's very, very normal for children to struggle with identity issues. Yep. Uh, we know that from the beginning of time, from our lives. Uh, it's, it's just been a common thing. When, when a child goes through puberty, it's this incredible uh, and confusing, exciting, sexual time sure you know and all that's coming to life all of a sudden mm -hmm. and that's confusing enough mm -hmm. our culture makes so much available to our kids as well with the phones yep you know when i was growing up <clears throat> if you wanted to see porn or something you had to go find a magazine or something mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that was 
was a certain barrier to that. Right. Today, kids have that in their pockets. We all do. Mm -hmm. You know, the accessibility is there and the culture is there to encourage them in directions that I don't believe are good for them. So they have this, uh, just this vulnerability that we didn't have. Right. And uh, so it's going to be very confusing to kids. And I think, and that is on the rise. We have, I've, I hear it quite often from people talking to me about it, children confused about those type of things. I think it's very uh, <clears throat> calming to the whole thing as a parent just to say, you know, it's okay. Confusion is okay. Yep. I'm with you. I'm going to walk through you, with you through this. I'm going to give you my guidance. I'm going to give you the Lord's guidance on this. And we're going to be okay. That that could just calm down a whole lot. Oh, absolutely. You um, you also talked about don't be afraid to believe what you believe in That's this. Right. But then, man, I, probably the the thing that gripped my heart the most was when you were you were able to you, you really broke up broke a lie that is that is very easy to believe. Um, is that when your child comes to you and says that they're confused, that you feel like you got a choice to make? Either mm -hmm. I have to hold on, uh, I have to either I have to hold on to my faith, or I have to hold on, uh, I, or I hold on to my kid, or I reject my faith, or I reject my kid. That's the that's the decision there. But you you, you said very much so, man. It's about you know, hey, in this season, pursue pursue your kid like Jesus pursued the church, like he pursues you, and uh, hold tightly onto your uh, faith. But also hold tightly onto your kid. Reassure them that nothing, nothing changes. Yeah, uh, my love for you doesn't change. It doesn't change based upon something that you tell me. Um, but it also my love for my love for Jesus and, the, and what I believe. I'm holding tightly onto that as well. Man, I thought that that was such a powerful moment uh, this weekend for so many people to hear. As Christians, we haven't always done a good job of that. Agreed. We've not always done a good job. I've heard stories of. <clears throat> of pastors who had a son who came home and said, I'm gay, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, quite an issue for a family to deal with. And I've heard of churches rejecting that pastoral family because of something mm -hmm. their child did. Mm -hmm. I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, there are probably parents who hear this and they think, what is my church going to think? What are my friends going to think? Are we going to be outcast because of this? A big part of the solution here is, is, is as Christians, we have to love people regardless of their struggles. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean we accept things that we think are wrong. You know, yeah. I can accept a person into my life and as a friend without accepting everything that they do. You know, and I think there are boundaries on that. There are certain lines people could cross to where relationships can be broken, and that choice is theirs. So I'm not trying to paint it too broadly. Sure. But I do think I can love a person, care for a person, continue to have a relationship with a person, even when they're doing things that I don't agree with, mm. that I think are wrong and think are sin, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but we've not always done a good job of doing that. Yep. And, uh, <clears throat> Some Christians have thought that, that if, if I, I have a choice between Jesus and my son or my mm -hmm. daughter, <laughs> no, you are, first of all, you're a child of Jesus and he loves you and he loves that child of yours as well. And uh, he wants to minister to that child through you. So no, don't kick that child out. Don't ostracize that child. And the church should never give that child the boot either. Agreed. We love them. We walk with them in a journey, and uh, 
we can make every attempt to point them to Christ where true healing can be found. It's good. It's really good. Yep. <coughs> I like it. All right. Well, it's been fun. We got one more week of ID, and uh, just appreciate so much the support and all the. I, I I will say this right before we close. It's this is one of those series where um, you realize, and going back to it again, how careful you want to be to proclaim truth in a way that is standing up for what's right, but also leaves the door open for people to come in mm -hmm. if they wish to. Mm -hmm. You know. And so several times during this series, I'll be walking around town somewhere and just trying to rethink, hope I said that right, hope this came across right. Several times, many times in the last three or four weeks, people come up to me in those moments. I'll be pushing a shopping cart somewhere and people come up to me and thank me. And uh, I just appreciate that so much. The That's support good. of the community has been good through all of this. You know, it's good. Thank you all so much for being with us. We'll see you again next week.